Welcome to episode 54 of the Life and Mission podcast. My name is Kay Helm, and today I'm sharing a few thoughts of my own about this year and Christmas, and I'm sharing some episodes from my friends over at the Christian Podcasters Association. So you'll have a series of short, like three to six minute podcasts all together today, and I really hope you enjoy it. Luke 2.10 says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Several friends eager to run into the new year have asked me, Do you have your word for 2021? Actually, I don't have a single word. I have a phrase from the song, O Holy Night, the soaring triumphant anthem for a world so drained and exhausted that it knows our only hope is to look up. I imagine us all on our knees, weak and heavy, turning just enough to catch a furtive glance of someone moving. Emmanuel, our Savior, God with us. But he's not what we expected. What is this? He's just a baby. We need a king. We run after the tangible but fleeting hope of humans and human systems that can only offer the illusion of security. The promise of rest never realized until, one night, in a small town, a lonely couple with nowhere to go settles among the animals and lays their newborn in a manger. As the baby cries his first breaths, the sky grows bright over the hill country. Startled shepherds rise to investigate, then fall back down to the ground in awe and wonder. The light and the sound of the angel's song is nearly too much to bear. With their heads still pressed to the ground, they turn just enough to glimpse the heavenly choir. Gasping for breath, overwhelmed, praises tumble from their lips as a thrill of hope invigorates their souls. Through the years, the angel's praise continues, but our jaded, impatient world, discontent and numb, marches on from season to season. Have we lost enough strength to fall on our knees? It's the weary world that rejoices. The weary world suspects we were meant for more. The rest of Bethlehem went about its business that night. But the baby's exhausted parents and the shepherds, they were the ones who noticed. It was the weary ones on their knees that gained that thrill of hope. The truth of Christmas is that we cannot save ourselves. And the promise of Christmas is that God loved us so completely that he sent his son to save us. The song says, The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. God wrapped us in a starry sky, calling us to look up. He gave his only son to us, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, and the government shall be upon his shoulders and of his kingdom there shall be no end. This year has been challenging, but not without hope. Weary ones, may this week of in-between be filled with the wonder of Christ's birth and the thrill of hope that only He can bring. My friends over in the Christian Podcasters Association have produced some short Christmas episodes, and I thought I'd share some of them here. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
The last few days I've been reading the birth story of our Lord, and not around singing at the retirement home like we like to do, or with our kids around the table or at Christmas dinner, but just me alone on my knees, meditating upon the whole passage and all that transpired And what struck me so much that I couldn't get out of my heart and mind is Elizabeth and what she was going through. She and her husband, Zacharias, it says in Luke 1, 6, that they were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. And yet she was barren for decades beyond. And I'm sure she really wanted kids. They both did. And yet, yet that is something that didn't get answered for them until an angel of the Lord comes to Zacharias on just an ordinary day, working at the temple, fulfilling his responsibilities. And when the angel came, he wasn't ready. He was so stunned that he responded in unbelief. And then the angel said, you're not going to be able to speak. And he had all those months to store up the lessons and to see how God was working and speaking in him, and his faith was ultimately tested. Zacharias and Elizabeth, when it was time for the naming of the baby, the friends and the relatives came around and they said, oh, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. But they both remained firm against what everyone was saying. Elizabeth said, no, he shall be called John. And then Zacharias and his opportunity to redeem what he had messed up, asked for the tablet and wrote down, his name shall be John. And at that very moment, the Lord released his tongue and he began to praise God and everyone was looking on with awe and wonder. And they got to be the parents of John. Yes, John the Baptist, who was a voice in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. What a privilege, and I'm sure it was hard too. And as I look back on this beautiful story and I think about my own life, sometimes I think it feels like I'm going through a personal wilderness where prayers aren't being answered and things aren't making sense. I think during this pandemic, so many things, unanswered prayer, so many people dying, it seems like, Lord, We're living righteously like they were, but all these things are happening. But then I look at verses like Habakkuk 1.5, where the Lord says, For I am doing a work in your day that you would not believe, though it were told you. And I remind myself, God is doing great things. And in this wilderness time, there will be an everyday moment. God is going to come to me. He's going to come to you to do something extraordinary. And I want to be ready. This is Meg Gleesner from Letters from Home Podcast, where we like to share everyday extraordinary faith stories. This is Michelle Rayburn from the Life Repurposed podcast and the author of The Repurposed and Upcycled Life When God Turns Trash to Treasure. I'd like to invite you to have some Christmas tea with me for a few minutes, served up with a few cheesy puns. Christmas is a brutiful time of year. But in the midst of hanging the lights, baking and decorating, 
and elaborate preparations for those parties and activities, it's easy to forget that Christ's presence in our hearts matters more than anything else. Okay, okay, before you turn to hostility, I'll spare you an overdose of my personality. Jesus stepped down to be Emmanuel, God with us, to change us. Not so we could give presents and eat cookies every December. Not so we could be comfortable and self-centered and rant and rave on social media. Not so we could just wear a cross around our neck or put Jesus bumper stickers on our cars. He came to change us. This is where I break into song with, Oh Christmas tea, or not. Jesus came to change everything about us. He changes us from within. We become like a cup of hot water infused with tea leaves and we will never be the same again. But notice how the transformation happens in a cup of tea only when the water is good and hot. Our life isn't going to be trouble-free and this year has possibly turned up the heat on you. Have you embraced the transformation? Two things happen when Jesus changes us. Well, lots of things happen, but let's focus on two. First, we're steeped in grace. Like when I steep my tea, you know, dunking the bag in a bunch of times, it gets darker and darker and more like tea. I no longer call it hot water anymore, I call it tea. When we're steeped in His grace, we allow Jesus to change our hearts, our attitudes, and our approach, to dunk us over and over with that water so that we become more like Him. The other thing that happens is we're sweetened with His love. Sugar is odorless and colorless, but you sure can taste it when it's in the tea. As people of Christ, we are to be the sweet flavor of Jesus to the people around us. I can't separate out the tea or the sugar once it's in the cup. So as we think about Jesus this season, let's have a cup of Christmas tea and think about this verse from 2 Corinthians 3.18. The Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. When we're steeped in God's grace, sweetened with His love, we give off the flavor and the aroma of Christ's peace. We're brutiful. How will you allow Jesus to change you this season? Who will you reach out to with that love and grace during this Christmas season? If this holiday looks different from past ones, I pray that this is a flavor-enhancing time where God's presence becomes so evident in you that other people are drawn to the light, the peace, the joy, and the hope that you reflect from our Savior. Ephesians three sixteen and 17 says, I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. I hope He has made His home in your heart. Emmanuel came to dwell with us, to know our sorrow and experience our happiness. Christmas is the perfect opportunity, sorry, I couldn't help myself, the perfect opportunity for us to reflect and think about what a gift Jesus brought us. As you celebrate his nativity, I wish you peace. I invite you to check out the Life Repurpose podcast where we focus each week on how God turns life's trash into treasure. You'll find it on your favorite podcast platform or at liferepurpose.me. This is Michelle wishing you a very Merry Christmas. I'm Chris Darren. 
And this is Truce. The men were tired of sitting around, waiting for the sea to carry them. Their tents rested on ice flows in the Weddell Sea, near Antarctica, but, alas, not on the great continent itself. Their ship splintered and sank nearly a year before, crushed by great slabs of ice. Though it was the strongest vessel of the era, she now lay at the bottom of the sea. Their leader explained that the ocean itself could move them towards safety faster than they could walk. But they'd have to wait. So that's what they did, day after day, waiting for the natural currents to push them northwest. It was 1915. Europe was in turbulent war. But the Arctic was a slow, monotonous threat. Cold doesn't kill you instantly. First, it invites you to sleep, to lose faith, or to grow complacent. The men had had enough waiting. They wanted to survive on their own steam, to pursue the land some 200 miles to the west. But first, they had to wait, endure. Finally, their leader gave them the signal. They would move forward, but they'd have to leave much of their supplies behind. Travel light. It would be Christmas in a few days. This would be their celebration so they gorged themselves on all non-essential rations. Then, they walked. Half a mile, maybe a mile per day. Men took turns pulling boats and sleds with straps. They slept in slush. They marched in slush, probably dreaming of one year earlier. Back then, they had been warm aboard the Endurance, their strong, sturdy ship. They decorated the wardroom with bunting. They'd enjoyed a Christmas dinner of soup, herring, plum pudding, sweets, stout, and rum. Safe and warm. The first officer wrote in his diary, From the comfort of the ship, here endeth another Christmas day. I wonder how and under what circumstances our next one will be spent. We, with the benefit of history, know what their next Christmas held. Sledging across slush after a year adrift. It one desperate attempt to cross the ice safely. Little did Shackleton's men know their efforts, half a mile or one mile per day, would eventually lead them to safety. Every one of the men aboard the Endurance endured to the end. The story of Shackleton's second attempt at the Antarctic is one of the best I've ever read. It makes me think of the year we've had. Who would have thought a year ago, while we were hanging our stockings and singing our Christmas hymns, that we'd be where we are now? We'd have survived a global pandemic, a recession, murder hornets for goodness sakes. Some of us might be tempted to rest in the cold and slush of this year, to grouse, to complain, to blame someone else. When we look back and marvel at what one year can do, it helps if we inspect our foundation. Is your life built on the rock of Jesus something that cannot fail? Can a foreclosure, job insecurity, disease, the death of a loved one, or the grating pressure of anger sink your ship, destroy your faith, 
Or this Christmas, will you choose to fill yourself with good food, the camaraderie of those around you, and set your eyes on the greater prize Christ has set before you? Not because you think works will save you, but because you're already saved. Will you take up those straps that you don't know what's ahead? Will you brace yourself against the icy wind of public outrage to place one foot in front of another? Will you help those in your team when they fall, when they can't find the strength to move on? Onward, my friends. We've had plenty of time to complain and lick our wounds. It's time to press onward. This episode is inspired by the book Endurance by Alfred Lansing. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to the Truce Podcast wherever you get podcasts or at trucepodcast.com. I'm Chris Steren, and this is Truce. Hello, this is Moni, and I'm the podcast host of Moments with Moni. You know, as we gather this Christmas, it may look very different for many across the world. Lives have been in upheaval, but they have also been blessed. I'm reminded of the cold, hard winter our family went through when our sons were young. My husband was not able to find work locally and ended up working in the woods, marking trees for the Forest Service. He was very late coming home one weekend. The car slid off the road in the ice. Unexpected things happen in life, but it is never a surprise to our God. While away, my husband wrote a new Christmas song for our family. When our sons were old enough to join in, we all recorded the song, and it is now touching another generation of hearts in our grandchildren. Remember, no matter the situation in life, God has given us the greatest gift we could ever receive.
invite you to listen to Moments with Moni, where we look at life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Until we meet each other here, there, or in the air, Frohe Weihnachten, Feliz Navidad, and Merry Christmas. Well, there you have it. Those are some of my friends from the Christian Podcasters Association. Check them out. Links to their shows will be in the show notes at lifeandmission.com. Hey, Happy New Year. I really hope that the coming year is a good one for you, that we can step into some new things. Join the uh, email list at lifeandmission.com. I've got some great things planned for you. We're going to do some things together, building some community and um, helping you take the next step in whatever that dream is that God's placed on your heart. You know my wish for you in the new year. Find your voice, tell your story, change the world, and God bless. It's Kay here. There's one big truth about fundraising that people do not tell you when you start out. And that is, if you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to raise funds. But what kinds of stories do you tell? How do you tell them? Where do you find them? How do you put them together? And how do you do all that while you're running your ministry, while you're doing all the work and all the things that you have to do? It does not have to be overwhelming. This is my good news. And also, I want you to hear this. Fundraising is not just about asking for money. Raising funds for your mission does not have to feel icky. Fundraising is really about relationships. It's about sharing stories with friends. And it's about being very clear about what it takes to accomplish great things together. I created the Mission Writers course to help you tell better stories, to know what stories to tell, when to tell them, how to tell them, where to find your stories. So go over to missionwriters.org. That's missionwriters, like you're writing. Missionwriters.org has all the details on the course and on the group coaching program. So you have two options. And if you love a missionary or a nonprofit leader who needs this course, gift certificates are available. So check it out at missionwriters.org and let's make 2024 your best year ever.